house guests are like fish, and I fucking hate fish. <laughs> <laughs> hate fish. Speaking of which, uh, we never hit five, so. Well, I know, I know, I've given up on that. But Trader Joe's did release a everything but the bagel seasoning salmon that looks really great, like a lox. Oh, I'll try it. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'll barf, but I'll try it. <gasps> I'm so glad I hit record like oh, a God minute damn it. ago. <laughs> I immediately, as soon as I said, I'll try it, and you went, <gasps> I looked over and go, shit, it's recording. It is. <laughs> don't you have to ask for my permission first? Actually, not in this state, you don't. We really don't. I knew it was being recorded, so that's all we needed. Ah, crap. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, I'm Katie Bravo. I'm Evie Carpenter. And this is Trader Hoes. We're just two hoes for Trader Joe's that Like recording out. without other people's permission. You know what? I have no regrets. Ay. I'm really glad I caught that so I can play it back to you and be like, you said you'd try it. You said. Well, we, uh, we do reviews here every week. Come we out do on a lot of things. Monday. What? I mean, reviews are part of it, but there's a lot of 90s references. There's oh, a lot of yes. tangents. Reviews plus. Speaking of plus, mm-hmm. good job on the wine. Ooh. Well, I, thank you, kind sir, at the wine tasting station. I was going to say, I am not a kind sir. <laughs> I have a bit of a tood. <laughs> I love that you're... <laughs> Your problem with that was not the sir, it was the kind. Yeah, because I don't like, You're like being, I'm I don't, a sir. I don't want to be a ma'am. Yeah. Why does ma'am is this a sexism thing where like sir is thought to be respectable and like oh, oh yeah and oh, here's but the thing. ma'am is like oh now you're an old woman well because also sir is just sir regardless of if you're married if true, you're single true, if true, you're true. older if you're younger mm-hmm. every if you've got a penis you're a sir yes and then girls it's based on you know you're either a what's miss, your status you're a miss you're a ma'am yeah Mm-mm. or if you're really up there you're a madam. Well, you know, or you have a brothel. You know what? <laughs> Respect. I don't like – you have to be – there is a very, very tight rope you must walk if you want to call me hun or suge or any of that. Because you better be like a southern waitress. I. You have to have at least – you have to have a hefty bosom. Oh, absolutely. You have to, yeah, be preferably southern mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 100% – at least 20 years older than me. Yes. Yeah. These are all requirements. Yeah. I don't want a hipster who's younger than me at a coffee shop calling me hun, which has happened. <sighs> and it's not okay. I'm ugh. not okay. I have nothing more to say. I'm just disgusted. Mm-hmm. What I'm not disgusted with is this wine. Right? It's and you're good. not a Pinot person. I'm not. And I told the guy, he was like, oh, do you want to try this? It's a really nice Pinot Noir. And I was like, mm, I don't like Pinot Noirs. But then he threw in the old, it's a free sample. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, this is the Liberté Pinot Noir from San Luis Obispo County. Oh, Wow. Oh my, okay, I'm going to read this description and then also apply it to my own life. All right. Forget the boundaries. The promise of the new world is reflected in the freedom of its winemaking. 
emancipated from the tyranny of old-world bureaucracy and control, the new Vinter dreams of something original. No rules to observe, no quotas to fill, nobody to serve. With its elegant red hue and finesse, <laughs> this 2016 Pinot Noir de delivers an exceptional bouquet of cherries, vanilla, and rose petals, followed by opulent flavors of strawberries. <laughs> Have you seen the opulence video from RuPaul? No. There is this one challenge where they had to, like, vogue in a music video and then say a line and she had to say the word opulence, but she could not say it. And so time and time again, she was just like, opulence. <laughs> and she could not say it. So now every time I hear the word opulent, which honestly I don't hear it that often, uh, that's what I think of. All right. Anyway, followed by opulent flavors of strawberries and black tea. Serve with spanakopita. Ooh. Oh, you know I will. Epois de Bourgogne. I don't know. Do that one. Boy, uh, uh, boy. <laughs> Les de bourgeon. Sure. Bourgeon. Bourgeon cheese. Les de bourgeon. Sure. Cheese. I like how they, then they just said cheese, which not just fromage. Let's just keep going French. Yeah. But okay. Or lobster bisque with seafood paella. Lobster bisque with seafood paella? Yeah. That's a blend. That is a fusion. And that is a very lengthy description. This is, yeah, this is a little novel on the back of this wine, but. Uh, the first half, I definitely agreed with. The rest of it, um, you know, seeing how I feel about seafood and such. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I really, I think I like this so much because I'm really picking up the vanilla and like the, the cherry flavor of it. I'm not getting much rose petal, which I think is a good thing. I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's not as light as I feel like most Pinot Noirs are. No. Which is why I don't like Pinot Noirs because yeah, I'm they like, can be why little, am I doing this? They can taste a little watered down. Yeah. This yeah. is nice though. This is full bodied. It's it's not too sweet, but it's definitely juicy. Now that's my description. Hey. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I don't I do... know how it's going to pair with what we're eating today. but Which mm. is sweet. Yeah, so maybe it'll be a good thing. Maybe it'll kind of balance it out, but... We're getting into pastry territory, you guys. Yeah. And Evie can't complain because she picked this shit out. I did. I take responsibility. Last week, when Katie and I went shopping together, we saw the raspberry rugula, which is a new item out on the, like, featured pastry table. Right. And we both did, like, the slow walk by it, just staring at it. Like, maybe if we stare at it long enough, it'll just hop into our cart. And then we didn't really make that decision. It just decided to come home with me. Exactly. And we don't know if this is, a, like, just a new forever item or more likely a new seasonal item. So we thought, let's True. get it while we can. Yeah. And we should probably try it first then. Yeah, we're going to start so, with that. Well, do you want to talk about – we're curious – um, oh, yeah, this is a very – we actually did research we in this did. episode. Wow. And by research, I mean we have our phones on us as we are recording this and giving you our play-by-play. -play. Reading the Wikipedia page. Yes. Uh, but apparently, for those of you who don't know what rugula is um, – Because my husband thought we were just sampling different leaves, different leafy greens today. So. Yes, we're not saying arugula. We're saying rugula. It's – I'm confused if it's a pastry or a cookie, technically. The internet says cookie, but I, looking at it and 
um, reading the description on the packaging, it says pastry. I'm going to, yeah, at most I'll give it the hybrid status. But, sure. Because it's tiny pastries. They're like cookie-sized pastries. Yes, 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 yes. Trader Joe's describes this as a sweet pastry with fruit filling and walnut pieces. So it's kind of a little, like a flattened spiral kind of looking thing. The outside almost looks like a croissant dough, mm -hmm. which is, ugh, Wikipedia did such a tease on this. They like highlighted the word urban legend. So I was like, ooh, it's Who gonna was be. murdered? Yeah, I was like, ooh, it's going to be so juicy. What ghost? The urban legend is that arugula <laughs> and French croissants share a common Viennese ancestor. But JK, they don't. That's an urban legend. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Not, that's like when somebody's <laughs> like, hey, down. can I tell you a secret? And so they whisper into your ear, which I'm never a fan of because it's like, ugh, get, get out of my ear. Too it's close. Too close. And it wasn't even a good secret. Yeah. Uh, this is a fun word. If arugula wasn't fun enough for you, apparently they closely resemble the schnecken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is a Jewish pastry with cream cheese dough. Ooh, that sounds – wait, cream yeah, it's like dough a, is made from cream cheese? I think – yeah. So it's probably like a less of a flaky, more oh. of like a doughy kind of texture. Okay. If I can tap into my Great British Baking School knowledge. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Should we go for trying these? Let's do it. Snack time! Yeah. This is going to sound kind of like an insult. Ooh. But if you've never tried arugula, it's kind of like a fancy Fig Newton. Yes! Oh, that's so accurate. That's how I felt when I was eating this. In the best way, though. That yeah. The pastry has that kind of almost crumbly texture of the Fig Newton, like... Yeah, but way coating. more flavorful, way oh, more gourmet so, so, than so, the so. Fig Newton. It's like an adult Fig Newton. Yes. Also, I didn't realize when I was a kid that, like, a strawberry Newton didn't have fig in it. I thought that they just, like, made the fig filling taste like strawberries, and it was still fig. Question. Yeah. I'll let it slide. No one uh -huh. is judging you. Mm-hmm. Did you put your Fig Newtons in the freezer or the fridge? No. Oh, we did. That sounds genius. Yeah, I don't know if it was genius or – I don't know if it was like for a flavor uh, angle or if it was just to preserve them longer. Mm, I mean, either way, I feel like that's like putting a Thin Mint in the freezer. Uh, it's the only way to eat a Thin Mint. Her eyeballs just rolled back into her head they thinking do. about a freezer Thin Mint. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so you liked it. I liked it a lot. The only other experience that I really have with arugula is from Cantor's in L.A., which mm -hmm. is a very famous Jewish deli. and Iconic. Yeah. Amazing. It was, it's been several years since I had those, but these were good. Yeah. I was a little afraid that they were going to be too dry. I didn't think that at all. I thought the walnuts were really nice. Mm -hmm. The filling was not too much. I feel nope. like everything was balanced. Perfect balance. I feel like you're about to hate on it, though. No, I'm not going to hate on it. No, I was going to say, because that's usually my qualm about getting grocery store pastries, mm -hmm. is you're like, uh, how long has it been sitting out? Is it going to be dry? Yeah. And no, it was perfect. And I ended up eating the whole thing. I ate half, started to put it back down. Evie saw me doing that, and you were like, damn. 
Well, I was like, oh, man, she's using self-control today. But like, then now I can't eat the whole thing. <laughs> Before it touched the table, I, I was like, nope, changed my mind. And, you <laughs> turned it back into my mouth, finished it, and you did the same thing. <laughs> that half came right back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just continue this little Research. history? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, let's do the chocolate Brooklyn babka. Yes. Which I didn't catch the Brooklyn part until just now. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realize that this was hipster babka. Oh. Well, I'm wondering if this is a certain, because when you were reading off that history about it, there were a lot of different regions that this is said to come from. So I'm right. wondering if maybe Brooklyn has developed their own twist on it. Okay, so according to Wikipedia. Lay it on me. <laughs> there, it's, at first it comes off as a, comes up as a form of Polish Easter bread. And it also comes up as a form of Jewish bread. Two very different things mm-hmm. uh, from what I understand from my, you know, how, what, two Sunday school lessons and sure. maybe a handful of bar and bat mitzvahs I went to. Yeah. My religion knowledge is limited. I probably know more about cults. Thank you, last podcast on the left. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, can I just brag for a second about Brian? Your boyfriend? How great he is. Because I was talking about cults at work last week, which I often do. And I was trying to remember the name of this one specific cult. And I literally just texted him, hey, what's that cult where they were all really rich and then they started burning people? (laughs) And he was just like, oh, uh, what is it? The Solar Temple? Oh, yeah. Something of the Solar Temple. Clearly, I remember. Order of the Solar Temple. Order of the Solar Temple. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Which sounds just like one of the Harry Potter books, but it's not. Harry Potter and the Order of the Solar Temple. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a darker book, though. Mm, A little bit. A little bit. Okay. So on Wikipedia, first I'm going to share this on our Instagram page, at Real Trader Hoes, because look at this girl. Look at this Is that Bobka? That is her Bobka. It looks like a jello mold. Oh. Like she made a giant jello mold. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even look at the pastry. I was literally just looking at her. Her little Lederhosen kind of Neck dress. Yeah. Yeah. She's got several chunky beaded necklaces. Work it. Braided pigtails. And then. Potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) She's Polish, Evie. There may be potatoes. That is what they call it. And the biggest babka I've ever seen. It's giant. Our babka looks like a bobkini after seeing that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So apparently babka, it comes from the Russian baba, which means grandmother or old woman, which refers to its shape, a tall cylinder, sometimes with corrugations resembling a skirt's pleats. Because when I think of my grandma, I think of a tall cylinder. That is exactly what I picture. Uh, So we're eating grandma bread. I was also really worried that they were going to say they call it grandma because it looks like wrinkles. (laughs) And I was like, wow, harsh pastry. Very, very harsh. Uh, Wow, okay. So there's apparently many types of babka. Oh. And there's one. Oh, gosh, I'm going to butcher this. Soviet block Jews. What? Uh, Soviet block Jews also refer to babka as a kind of fried spaghetti cake. I'm sorry. Uh, What? uh Uh-huh. What? Uh Uh-huh. What? Yeah. None of those three words should go together. Spaghetti cake, no. Fried cake, no. Fried spaghetti, no. No. Just, I'm very confused by that. All, just a, just a layered dish of no. 
has have any of you ever had a fried spaghetti cake? Is this a family thing? If you have, let us know. Please share at realtraderhose, gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram. I'm so curious. The, but it says the Jewish version, the Eastern European Jewish version, babka is made from double and twisted length of yeast dough, typically mm. baked in a high loaf pan, which this is, yes. with fruit filling or cinnamon or chocolate, which is what this has. So we I'm thinking this must be more the Jewish. Chocolate. Less of the Polish Easter one. Oh, okay. Let's try it. Yeah. Snack time! That's, that's chocolatey. It is chocolatey. And you and I both have, I believe, said on this podcast mm-hmm. that we don't like chocolate chips. Correct. But this to me is different. This to me, I went back for a second bite because it almost tastes like brownie dough to me. Oh, yeah. It's got that dark chocolate but kind of like fatty flavor too whether it's Mm -hmm. butter or oil or whatever like if you eat the brownie mix yes yeah uh i have tried this before i forgot until i literally pulled a piece off and i remembered i um occasionally have people over for a little ladies wine night haven't done one in quite a while yeah yeah but i remember our our good friend annalisa who we just continue to name drop on this episode. So one day she will have to come on. Yeah, we'll have her on. She swung by Trader Joe's on her way over to my gathering. And she handed me the plastic container of Bobka, and I looked down at it, and as I'm looking at it, she goes, yeah, I may have started eating it in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. That's so great. Yeah, because here's the thing. Trader Joe's is a five-minute drive from my house. So in the five minutes... That it took her to get from Trader Joe's to my house. She was like, fuck it. I'm going to start eating it now. You know what? I have also done that in the drive from Trader Joe's to your house. Usually it's not anything that I'm sharing with you. Yeah. But it it is like, I'm not waiting to open this. Sometimes when I, I usually load my own groceries into my bag. One, to save time. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. But also because. You are welcome. Yeah. I like to put my, like, yeah. what I'm going to eat in the car on the top. The easy access. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Back in that uh, VIP seat. Yep. <laughs> I like it. And I don't normally like chocolate in my sweets, but this, it Same. pairs well with the wine. and It, it does. But probably pair well with coffee. Yeah. I think why we are probably liking this so much is, yes, it's sweet, but I'd say it's more buttery than it is sweet. And that, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that. I'm sure you were all dying to know. Evie, why did you pick something sweet? You hate sweet. I love Evie, butter. why did you pick something sweet? You hate sweet. <laughs> I find that pastries, yes, they're sweet, but there's usually a bit of salt in them because of either butter or there's salt, like the, what's the big salt? Big salt. Um, you know. Sea salt? Yeah, like sea salt sprinkled on <laughs> Epsom salt? Not Epsom salt. <laughs> But there is usually an aspect of saltiness in pastry that I feel like does not – it's not as standard in, say, cookies or definitely not ice cream. Okay. Okay. This is my very weird – You have a very complex palate. I don't quite understand it. Yeah. Fortunately, our palates are like – there's like a Venn diagram situation Uh going on and there's some good crossover. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I justify a lot. Whether it makes sense to anyone else, I don't really care. 
All right, well, would you justify this next one for me? This next one is the organic chunky apple cinnamon bread. This looks like a monkey bread kind of situation. It's a sweet cinnamon pull-apart loaf with dried apples. I like it. I like the sound of it. I will say I took some of it out and put it, you know, so we wouldn't have to dig through the plastic. The cinnamon is strong. Oh, we popped open this baby and we were both just looked at each other like, okay. This tastes like a what was that thing that was going around the internet? Cinnamon the, challenge. Yes. You had to eat like a tablespoon? It was just a spoonful, but people were dummies and they'd inhale it. That's why they started choking. It wasn't the actual cinnamon. It's because you like inhale as the spoon is coming towards your mouth and then little particles are flying at your throat. Oh, is it? Yeah. Should we try after this podcast and see if that is true? Uh... Okay, we'll try this first. <laughs> I feel like we're mixed on this one. So remember how you were like, this is why I'm hesitant about store-bought pastries because I'm worried they're going to be too dry. It's it's a little dry. It is a little dry. I will say that, yes. <laughs> but, but I would also, I like the outside. The outside's The good. outside is great. If you get like a really cinnamony part or a little chunk of the apple, it's really nice. I think if you were to toast this and put a little butter on it, it would be divine. Okay, question. If I used it as my base for uh, French toast, would that be too much? No, do it, do it, do it, and invite me over. Okay, cool. It would either be the most extravagant, opulent, how to, opulent? (laughs) Opulent. Opulent. It'd be the most opulent thing. (laughs) But it could be delicious because that's what it needs. It just needs to be soaked in some butter, some batter. It's just a little dry. I mean, the flavor is great. I love apple cinnamon flavored things. That's Mm -hmm. I I would say blueberry is my number one. Apple cinnamon is my number two of just like uh, artificial or not even artificial, just fruit flavored things. Okay. Apple cinnamon is really up there. It's just the bread part. If you get a really bready part. It is dry. It's, it, it's dry. If you were to cut off, and it doesn't, it's not marbled enough for mm-hmm. it to balance. So if yeah. you just get the center of it, it's pretty bready. So that's, yeah. Somebody make this into French toast, then bring it to us. Yeah. Just shoot us a text when you're on your way. There you go. Okay. This one I think I'm going to like the most. Mm. Because I like them... In general, mm-hmm. almond Danish pastry. Ooh. It's They're, a honker. It's okay. <laughs> I had trouble fitting it back in the case after I cut some <laughs> off. It's um gotten there's no description because I don't any of these have I think descriptions. You should yeah. I mean, who who is waiting long enough when they get one of these to read a description? Maybe like, you read it as you've already started eating it. Oh, like shampoo bottles on the toilet? Exactly. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> that totally happens where you're like, oh, I have to, I have to poop. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, I don't have my phone. Yeah, you're just like, what am I gonna do? And you read the labels of every product you have in the bathroom. Everything within reach. Yeah. Suddenly, your conditioner becomes a New York Times think piece. (laughs) I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. (laughs) Your body wash is like the next John Grisham novel. (laughs) And you just like take your time reading it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, with pastries, no need. <laughs> no need. So hopefully you're not stuck in the bathroom with one of these because, one, that's disgusting. And, two, there's nothing to read. <laughs> On that note, snack time. I love Danish pastry. Yeah. It is so good. I I know that this probably isn't the best Danish pastry I've ever mm. had. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. more bready, less flaky. I'd still eat the whole thing if there I was no one to stop me. eat the entire thing. The fact that you put down half of that bite. Respect, girl. I'll come back. Yeah, we're going to circle back. Yeah. It is fantastic. It's got that... Uh, airy kind of flaky texture to it but everything is holding together it's not flaky like a croissant but it's definitely not bready either it's definitely got the lamination the layers and then just a slight almond taste throughout some almonds slivered on top and then a little dusting of powdered sugar it's really it's not too sweet I love how Danish pastry has that little bit of sour taste to it yeah you're gonna have to arm wrestle me for this (laughs) <laughs> who gets to keep the remainder because this is going to go so great with my coffee tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is a tried and true just breakfast pastry. So one of my favorite pastries of all time is Lay it on me. At the almond croissant from Essence Bakery here in Phoenix. Have you ever had it? Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, girl. They somehow layer in like almond paste through the layers of the croissant so it's not just on the outside it's not just almond extract throughout the pastry there's actual like bits of chopped up almonds throughout watch me as I flip this table over and run out the door mid-podcast my gosh it is I will not buy them for myself because if I get into that habit it's game over but if someone brings essence pastries to Mm-hmm. A meeting or to the office or something, and there's an almond croissant in there, it's mine, and I will fight people for it. There are certain foods that I'm normally a pretty polite person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, client gets first dibs. But if I find I out that there is an almond croissant or Danish or there's only one yeast donut with chocolate frosting, I'm taking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You can keep your cake donuts, plebeians. Wait. We have not had this conversation. You prefer cake donuts? Yeah. This podcast is over. We're done. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> we'll discuss this later, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this almond Danish pastry is fantastic. And I'm just eyeing the other half of that bite waiting for us to be done so I can go back and exactly not feel guilty about it. Well, we just have one left. And then we can get back to... What I'm guessing is the clear winner, but hey, let's give this last guy a chance. Ooh, you think it's going to be that cut and dry? Yeah. Oh, wow. We shall see. This last one that we are trying is the cinnamon croissant loaf. It says delectable toasted. And this is something that I've seen all over Instagram, all over the internet of other Oh, we got a description. That makes sense, though, because this is kind of not a classic item. This is very much a Trader Joe's fusion mm, item. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, right off the bat, looks like something that would very much work as a French toast based. 3,000. Sure. 3,000. Yes. Okay. Continue. 
Trader Joe's cinnamon croissant loaf is a fusion born of two favorites, croissants and cinnamon swirl bread. Buttery croissant dough is layered with cinnamon, baked into a loaf, pre-sliced for you, and is ready for sublime toast, French toast, or a creative sandwich? Ew. Ew. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe they're talking peanut butter jelly. Okay, 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 okay. Judgment. Also, too sweet, too sweet. Take the judgment back. It was not a tuna salad sandwich. Yeah, I immediately thought just like meat and <laughs> cheese. Not a BLT and cinnamon toast. And I was like, toast. ugh. But yeah, mm-hmm. they also recommend making it into French toast, so I think you are on to something. What can I say? Joe and I on a same on a similar wavelength. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Actually, if we were, there'd be pickled popcorn, so let's not eat. Sorry to bring us there. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm going to drown my sorrows in this croissant bread. Snack time! Yeah, yeah I got to take a sip after that just to be able to talk again. It's like the Sahara in my mouth. It's so dry. Yeah, I get why they're like, before you even take a bite, make it into French toast. Please don't eat don't, it. Don't eat it out the bag. Just give it a second to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> it is a very dry texture. It's it's dry. I'm not getting a lot of the cinnamon mm-hmm, flavoring. Mm-hmm. It is it just tastes like stale bread. Which makes great French toast. Right. But they should yeah, they should make it very clear like warning label like they have on cigarettes that say Surgeon General's warning, <laughs> do not eat this bread as is. If you enjoy the roof of your mouth, don't eat it. Don't. Do you like sandpaper? You're <laughs> probably going to love this then. <laughs> Maybe that's why it says delectable toasted on like right under the They name. need to be a little more aggressive. That They're makes like, it sound hey. like I have a choice. Like I could have it other ways. Toast this. Don't eat it right out of the bag. Yeah. Um, Ooh, wow. I had higher hopes for that because it was so popular. Emperor's clothes situation. What? The emperor's new clothes. Emperor's new groove? Nope, not his groove. You've never heard this fable of the emperor who's naked and everyone is just playing along like he's wearing clothes? No, Aesop. Tell me more. <laughs> I have to I have to pull this up. Help us out, Wikipedia. So I'm pretty sure this is where they got Emperor's New Groove. It's like a play on the words. That would make a lot of sense. It's a short Danish tale. Danish? Yeah, by Hans Christian Andersen. Ever oh. heard of him? Oh, me and Hans go way back. Yeah. You do know who Hans Christian Andersen is. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. You don't know who the emperor's new clothes situation is. It's two weavers who promise an emperor a new suit of clothes that they say is invisible to those who are unfit for their positions, stupid or incompetent. <laughs> Apparently, I was incapable of taking in all the commas of that sentence. No, I'm laughing at that. These seamstresses, right? Yeah. Were like... Yeah, we're talking about you, Emperor. You're going to be walking around naked. So they make him clothes. And yeah, they say these clothes are going to be invisible to basically anybody who doesn't understand fashion. Um, They say anyone who's unfit for their position, stupid or incompetent, which the last two sound kind of pretty similar. Yeah. Um, When in reality, they make no clothes at all, making everyone believe the clothes are invisible to them. So they're saying like, Oh, you just don't get it. You're just stupid. It's like stupid, but make it fashion. Right. So like whenever there's some hot new restaurant out and everyone's like, oh, it is the spot. And then you go there and you're like, 
this is garbage. And everyone's like, mm. you just don't get it. You're like, no, it sucks. Yeah. And they're like, nah, it's delicious. It brings you back to your childhood. Yeah. Yes, it's just peanut butter and jellies for $21 a pop, but you just don't get it. It's like if socks and sandals become popular and Ugh. everyone around you starts wearing them. I mean, it's very possible the jumpsuit right now is an emperor's new clothes situation, but I'm yeah. on board with it. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm about four deep in that. So this episode was so chock full of history and fables and lore. This is an educational podcast now. <laughs> now. From this point forward. From this point forward. Anything before this, you didn't learn anything. You get school credit for this now. <laughs> you can apply this to your major. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What is your ranking? Obviously, Amen Danish is numero uno. Okay. Which is Danish for number one. <laughs> and that is followed by Rugula. Okay. Bobka. Yes. I was going to say monkey bread, but I guess it's crunchy. Wait, does it say I, cr- Oh, chunky. Okay. Chunky. I'm wondering if monkey bread is somehow trademarked or something that they weren't able to call it monkey bread, but I swear that the label in the store said monkey bread. Okay. That I makes took a sense. Photo. I'm going to reference it's it. It's like why they couldn't call – there's a lot of generic white labeled items at Trader Joe's that they have to kind of, you know, skirt around. Yeah, it's 1,000% monkey bread, which is just little pieces of bread that are all baked together into one, but they're calling it chunky bread. Okay, fine. So chunky bread is number four. And number five, I would feed it to the birds, but I feel like even they would, like, reject it. Croissant loaf. Mm. How about you? You know, I I mostly agree. I am just not sure if I would put rugula above the Danish pastry. They are I didn't. Very... Danish pastry was number one. No, no, no. I'm saying I may put it oh. above. Yeah. I, they are very, very close in my mind. Did they tie? I don't know if it's a tie. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Number one, Danish pastry. Number two, arugula, babka, monkey bread, and then the croissant loaf. Wow. Have we ever 100% agreed before? I don't think we have. <gasps> Pastries bringing us together. Hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Paul Hollywood would be so proud. He would be. Mary Barry, miss you. We miss you so much, Mary. <laughs> okay, well, that's it, guys. This was a, a sweet episode. Oh, On so many levels. Oh, 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 oh. So many levels. <laughs> Um, you can follow us, Real Trader Hoes, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and you can message us at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also help us keep this thing going uh, by giving to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Trader This is all true. It's only taken me 20-odd episodes to figure the nailed URL it. out. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. When I went to the store today... I really, there was something, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I'm going to turn this corner and there's going to be that beautiful green bag waiting for me right there. It was not. But it is the end of May. And yes, we have been blessed with beautiful weather this entire month here in Phoenix, but it's June soon. That's summer. It's summer, Joe. You know what that means. Pickle popcorn. BBPP. Bye bye.